This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Freestyle Friday, everybody, and I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 28th, episode 2692, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. We hope you do enjoy the show and uh, that this show helps take you into a wonderful weekend. It's uh, beautiful here. It hasn't rained in two months. And Jamie says it hasn't stopped raining in two months. Nope. It is. um, (laughs) We got almost three inches in like an hour last night. Oh, that makes for mud. Lots and lots of mud. (laughs) Thank God I have those haymaker dry shod boots, man. I wouldn't survive without them. I am so glad you have the mud and I don't. (laughs) Hey, a couple quick uh, news stories breaking this morning. And that first, the positive one, and then the negative one. The positive one is that the U.S. eventing Olympic team has been announced. Yay, I saw that. I saw that come in yesterday in my emails. And I am very proud to say that two of the people we're are associated in a way with the horse radio network so uh on the olympic team they're heading over there the top three by the way the uh these three combinations will compete as a team and then there's one traveling reserve uh so philip dutton and z are going to be there and then uh, uh, liz holiday sharp who used to be host of the eventing radio show is going with the nero z there's a lot of z's going in the, the horses this time uh and then boyd martin is taking luke so we have those three that are going to make up the main part of the team and if i remember right this year there's no drop score so you don't have they, they changed up that so there would only be three horses instead of four on a team Now, there is a traveling reserve, and that's the other relationship to Horse Radio Network. Doug Payne is going to be there with Van Diver, and Doug's wife hosts uh, the, um, (laughs) help me out here, Heelstown Happy Hour Show. (laughs) I'm like, like, are you really asking me about what show (laughs) she hosts? Yes, Heelstown Happy Hour. Sorry about that, (laughs) Heelstown Happy Hour. Uh, But Doug is going to be traveling with his horse Van Diver, and they'll they'll be the first backup unit. So, yeah, Philip Dutton on Z. I love this, though, because this just goes to show you some things. First of all, Philip Dutton is on Z, a 13-year-old Zenger Shield. De Niro Z is a 13-year-old KWPN gelding. And then Boyd's riding Luke 140, a 10-year-old Holsteiner gelding. And then Setzerleg is a 14-year-old Trikaner gelding. And on cue is a 15-year-old Saint-Francais mare. (laughs) They had to put one mayor in the group. <laughs> you got to get it. You got to represent. And then, of course, Doug's horse Van Diver is 17. I know. Isn't that incredible? Going to the They're Olympics like, at 17. Event horses are fine wine. It <laughs> takes a little while, but then it gets really good. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this team. I think it's a great team. You know, Liz has been doing great. I mean, she's had a really good couple of years and really improved in her dressage. And, you know, her De Niro's doing great. I, I think we have a we have a shot at a medal. Now, I'm not saying gold, yeah. but we have a shot at a medal, I think. with this. I team. definitely feel like that. Now, the problem is, uh, one, Tokyo has to agree to do the Olympics, which still could get canceled, apparently, because they have a surge of COVID going on now. And two, uh, we have to keep our horses healthy enough. Remember I told you that the United States endurance team last week had to pull out of the world championships in Italy? Yes. Well, the U.S. dressage team is over in France for the Dressage Nations Cup, which is a five-star, kind of a lead-up to the Olympics, Mm -hmm. and they had to pull. What? Yeah, they withdrew the team and the individual U.S. young rider combinations that were scheduled to compete over there, too. They were all stabled together prior to departing for the venue. And all it says is that... this is what it says. In accordance with FEI return to competition protocols, all U.S. horses were tested for EHV1 prior uh, to their departure from their layover base. And there 
a limited number of PCR tests returned with adverse results. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean they have EHV-1. Apparently, none of the horses are showing any symptoms or signs or anything. They've all been they've all been vaccinated for it, unlike the European horses. But the FEI is being so strict that if you know anything shows up, then these horses are not going to the venue. So, how sad is it? Now we've had two teams over to do very large events and won a world championship, and now the Nations Cup, and they had to withdraw after flying over there and. <laughs> Just a nightmare. How much of this is like, do you think trickle down from COVID protocols? Like people just are like, shut it down. <laughs> well, they've always been that way about EHV1 though. Um, yeah. You know, they've always been really tough on that. Of all the diseases out there, that's the one they just don't want to see spreading like wildfire. And it was earlier, you know, f- for their credit, it was spreading all through Europe. And that's the reason they had to and lock it down. So, so does, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so I ask probably dumb questions, but wouldn't they test positive for it if they have been vaccinated because it's in the bloodstream? I feel we've had somebody tell us about that. Talk to us about that in the past. And the answer is no, they wouldn't be. Um, I guess it depends what type of test too. There's the, like you can test right now if to see if you have COVID antibodies, which means you've had it in the past, but there's a separate right. test to see if you have it right now. And I kind of think uh, that's, that's where, that's where it is right now. Hey, you know what? If you're listening to us talk about science, you're at the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> if you want yeah. like real if you believe facts any of and this information. Is true. <laughs> We're both like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, don't We're really know. supposed okay. to be a comedy team, and here we are talking about science. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> on today's show, we're going to talk to Samantha's going to stop by with the British Olympic update. I'm just are- thinking, how many people are yelling at us right <laughs> I now? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she, uh, things are happening in Great Britain again. She's been to uh, some events and they announced their short team for the Olympic team over there. So she's going to talk to us about that. She's very happy to be moving around again over there. And we have a crappy list and some really bad ads. And there's something I want to talk to you about that happened in the auditor room. I want to talk to you about after Daily Winnie's. Okay. I got to, I got to, it involves you directly. Oh boy. They either love you or they're trying to hurt you. What I do now. I'm not sure. Birthday time. We have four birthdays today. Three of them are auditors, Shona Ensign, Chelsea Tipton, who I think now moved to Tennessee to start her doctorate. We talked about that. Jennifer Taylor and Uncle Jimmy. It's Uncle Jimmy's birthday, too. We're going to see Uncle Jimmy on the road trip this summer. So happy birthday to all of you. And your turn. My Daily Winnie is a birthday, too. So let's hear it. Oh, really? Happy birthday. Happy For those who don't know, that is Chili, Lucas's old horse that donated that Winnie. That is his fun Winnie. Uh, and uh, Monday is Lucas's eighth birthday. Do you want to feel old, Glenn? Wow. I do feel eighth. old. <laughs> I know, right? For those who don't know, you can go back and listen to the shows nine years ago and find out how much fun I had yeah, being pregnant. Yeah, we pretty much went through conception, pregnancy, birth. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't cover conception. Oh, we, we didn't? don't oh, cover okay. that on the show, no. Um, <laughs> that was a different but, show. <laughs> yeah, so so little mom brag moment, because he's going to listen to this later on. Um, Happy birthday, yes- Lucas. Yay. So yesterday I went to school to pick him up and his teacher comes out and her name is Miss Bailey and she's awesome. And she's like Mary Poppins. And she comes out and she's like, I just want to let you know that Lucas received an, uh, an award, some recognition today. And apparently he got like the good kid award because he's helpful and he's kind and he's, he's nice and friendly and helpful. And uh, she gave me all these examples of things that he does. And I'm just so proud. I mean, I actually teared up a little bit. So wow. it's like watching a horse movie. It's like you just insta cry, you know, like so nice. So congratulations, Lucas, and happy birthday. If you remember right, when you were pregnant, we had this discussion several times on the show about what kind of parent you were going to be. And we had very little hope. So. <laughs> you could go with what my mother said to me last time she was here, which is, Wow. Never thought you'd be a good mom. 
It's like, is that a compliment? I, I don't know. I think that comes with age, though. The older you have the baby, the less people think you're going to be a good mom. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I, like, I, I take care of animals. They're they're living. I feed them <laughs> I, most of the time. You know, like I'll remember. To well, you feed being them. a good horse mom was better. My concern about you being a good real mom, so actually. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Congratulations. That that is mighty nice. Yes, yeah. it was really cool. That says a lot about both of you. I'm going to throw dad in there too. Yeah. yeah. Well. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a post on in the auditor room. I'm not going to say the person's name, but I, I found it hilarious this morning when I woke and this up. This is and in the this. Facebook page that yes. auditors have access to. Yes. God. Random thought Focus. of the night. Ever wonder how different Hidem might be if Jamie rode a different discipline like Western? I think Hidem does an amazing job at interviewing and discussing things from every corner of the equine world, but obviously Jamie is an inventor, and many things resonate with inventors saying this as an inventor. Think of the story she. She could bring if the tables were turned and she were a barrel racer. <laughs> so, oh, God. And then the conversations went on and on and on. And what it basically came down to is they all want you to try new things every week for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Because <laughs> endurance was really fun. And uh, driving, we know how much I loved driving. But it makes for I, good I, radio. You failing makes for good radio. I would like you to know, though, I have barrel raced. Really? One time. Yes. Um, in Texas, my cousin and all of her daughters grew up barrel racing in Texas. It's like what you do. So they said, we're going to get you to go to a play day and barrel race. Of course, I'm like, what's a play day? Whatever. <laughs> um, so I go and, and, and I'm watching these people. It's at night which is way past my bedtime and, and everything starts like late. And so it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm watching all these horses come in and do the barrels and turn and burn. And I'm riding my, my cousin's daughter's horse and uh, it's a paint horse. And, um, so I I'm standing at, it comes my turn. They're like, you know, number 47. And I walk up and, and, and they, okay, you know, go basically. And so I go and I start Glenn, I hit the ground running, man. I lit out of there. Like my horse's tail was on fire. I turned and burned around that first barrel, went to the second turn and burned around that barrel, went to the third, zip back and flew back. Now, most times were around like 19 seconds. Do you know what my time was? Uh, 29 seconds. <laughs> like 47. <laughs> I watched the video and I was like trantering, Glenn. <laughs> I, I thought I was flying around these barrels and it looks like I'm like in a hunter hat class. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what just happened? I thought I was flying. So yeah, I, I am. I have barrel raced. I'm just Apparently very terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the really good ones are, what, 14, 15 seconds, the the I, real high-level ones. Yeah, I think there's yeah. differences in, like, different places put the barrel to different distances. So you get, I, I don't know what a good time is, but mine was not one of them. I did not take a ribbon in that class or win money or whatever they do. You know, they pay everybody for it. But, yeah, no, not not so good. Not so good. Well, Aaron also it. requested that you do Roman riding, which we've already determined you can do when you go to North Dakota. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, yeah, I'm going to perch my foot on top of a horse that I don't know and then put my foot on another horse and be like, hey, you guys stick together. <laughs> yeah, but they're Just used to doing it. Here. They have a Roman riding team that's going to be demonstrating there. So you'll be good. They'll teach you. Yeah. Yeah, it'll sure. be good for the That'll show. And, uh, Somebody and, else said they want me to play polo in this thing, which would be awesome. I do want to do that. There's just not a lot of polo clubs in Norman, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Have any polo in Norman? <laughs> not in Norman. No, I think there's a polo team down in Texas and there's a polo team in Edmond. But I, again, I, you know, you have to have like more horses. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you have to have at least one functional one, right? Right now you'd be hard to, Zeus might like it actually. Zeus doesn't really like anything. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> hey, a couple other things here uh, before we get uh, on with some other stuff in the show. I wanted to mention that uh, I had talked to all of you guys about the whole pickle situation. That was the greyhound that we adopted, and I posted in the auditor room this morning. We got an update. Uh, we had she wasn't doing well here, being alone. She really needed some friends. Well, 
we heard from the new mommy this week is sent a picture of five greyhounds completely laid out flat, sound asleep on beds in the living room. And yeah, uh, my comment <laughs> and my takeaway from that was the fact that she has it's like a like a crib bed for kids, you know, like in their cribs. Those are littered in her house. There's her entire living room is little crib beds for dogs. Yeah, for gray, really long greyhounds. And she said that uh, she's doing terrific. So she's doing great. She made friends with the other dogs. She likes the kittens. We weren't sure how she'd be with kitties. So she likes the cats. Apparently, steals their toys and then runs away with them. Uh, and she's doing she great. So, good. so I think she that did. was a perfect home for her. She's never alone. She has a boyfriend now too. Oh, uh, she's dating. Yeah, she's dating, and apparently they get along real well. They play together in the yard, and then she ignores them when they go to bed. So it's just like a marriage. <laughs> just <laughs> so, like a healthy marriage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, one other thing, too, is I have the perfect home. I put a link in here for you. Um, if you'll see underneath the Daily Winnie's there. Yeah, anything that starts with the mansionglobal.com, yeah, is- I'm... This is Probably for all of us. I figure if we can get all the listeners together, we can afford this one. But I would like you to go to the link and scroll through the pictures. Uh, Good so, Lord. So this is a 160-acre equestrian estate that's for sale in central New Jersey. And I'm not going to tell you the price yet, but I'm going to give you an idea of what this place is like. It's, Let me also say if it has the word estate in it, I'm yeah. probably not going to be able to afford it ever. 25,000 square feet of house. With a 24-seat dining room and a 3,500-bottle wine cellar. This wine room is, (laughs) does the wine come with it? It looks like, it looks like a store. Like you go to the wine shop. There's no way you and I and, and all of our auditors together could afford the wine in there, let alone the whole house. Who, by the way, oh my gosh, has 3,500 bottles of wine. Oh, the barn. Oh, the oh. barn. Oh, I forgot to mention it has a little barn. Uh, and it has a uh, quarantine barn, a big barn, an equipment building, exercise rings, turnouts, fences and pastures, and on and on. And let me tell you, you see the picture of the barn, you can eat off the floor of that barn. Mm-hmm. It is just gorgeous. The whole property, this is the pretty part of New Jersey, and send your hate mail to Jennifer at HorseRageNetwork.com. Uh, but it is incredible. The bar. I mean, they have a complete bar set up in here that is just out of some mansion or some castle over in England. But the wine cellar is what blew me away. I, I thought, well, it has room for 3,500 bottles. No, it has 3,500 bottles. So so there's a farm being sold down in Purcell, Oklahoma. It's a, it's like, you know, Doc Bar D is a quarter horse type place. And it has a training track and it has all these these amenities for equestrianism. And uh, I'm comparing the two because this place is 190 acres that's for sale down in Oklahoma. And my my in-laws brought me the flyer like I was ever going to buy it. And there's probably 40 pictures of the place. And there's only two pictures of the house. (laughs) All of the rest are like, Here's the barn. Here's the stall. Here's the indoor. Here's the covered riding arena. Here's the racetrack. This, however, only has one photo of the barn because the house is so amazing. It's a. Am- I mean, this is a mansion. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> there's a full pub in it. Oh yeah, there's a full God. pub. So you can have this little property, twenty five thousand square feet, for twenty eight point nine million. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't think the auditors can do it. No, either. you don't think. I, I was trying to figure out how much that would be a piece, and uh, it's still a lot more than any yeah. of us can come up with. <laughs> no. It's a beautiful place, though. Really I'm is. in the bathroom. I'm going to put Quit a link knocking. to it. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes today. Go take a look at it. It, it is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, well, I, I just appreciated, you know, when I was house shopping, so many of the places will show a hundred photos of the house and like a picture of the land. And like, I thought there was a barn that you didn't even show a picture of it. Well, this one at least showed multiple photos of the barn and like nothing in the house. So kind of goes to show you probably what kind, what of, kind of place it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't worry about the house. We'd be fine. <laughs> All right, let's hear from our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. And we're going to come back, and I have an equestrian fact of the day. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, 
swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Do you remember Jocelyn Russell is the woman who created the amazing Secretariat monument that's in Kentucky? You got to go visit her while she was doing it. Yeah, I did. She's back in town. So we're going to go have lunch today and I'll catch up with her on what she's up to because she's here in town because the foundry that the the, like people that turn all the thing into metal uh, is here. In Oklahoma. So I'm going to go and she's doing some uh, monument for wolves. And then she said she'll also be back later this summer for the giraffes that she's making, which are ginormous life-size giraffes. (laughs) So I don't know how one gets the gig of monument maker, but she has got it. And so we'll catch up with her and talk to her a little bit. I'll I'll record an interview with her or something. That's very cool. I know she messaged me last night. She's like, I'm in town for a day. I'm like, you have a friend. I know. (laughs) And now it's time for today's equestrian. Who knew? Fact of the day. (sighs) That's right. It is time for the fact of the day. And the fact of the day is it's the 100th birthday of the FEI. The FEI was created in 1921. And in 1921, it oversaw the sports of jumping, dressage, and eventing. And that was it. And there were eight countries involved, Belgium, Denmark, France, Italy, Japan, Norway, Sweden, and the United States. And eventually, it expanded and expanded and took over more disciplines. And now it has also more countries. 136 countries are part of the FEI. It has 43,000 international riders that are registered as part of the FEI as well had 13 presidents over that time and of course now oversees a bunch of different disciplines not just those top three and i will say remember we were thought that that the horse sports were going to be kicked out of the olympics because they were talking about it being too much of a hassle with all the horses and everything well apparently that's kind of on the back table because the uh you the the olympic committee international olympic committee declared that FEI was one of very few organizations that were so professionally run, they're using them as an example. So for, for you know, over gymnastics and all the rest of them. Uh, so we're one of six international federations that stood out from the rest. And that, that other organizations that run different sports are supposed to use them as an example. So believe it nice. or not, something good was said about the FEI. Uh, that does not surprise me, but because uh, they have a lot of rules <laughs> that you must follow. But yeah, so it doesn't look like our horse sports are leaving the Olympics anytime soon. That's well, the that's good, good news there. And happy birthday to the FEI. Well, coming up in uh, just a minute, we are going to go to England and our friend Samantha over there, who's our reporter on the ground, is going to tell us what's going on. And she has a lot more to talk about than the last couple times she's been here because England opened up. But first, I got to tell you about WinTech. You know, when we started carrying Wintech in our tack shop back in the 90s, there was one saddle. Do you remember which the first Wintech was to hit here? It was like the Wintech Pro or some Wintech 200 or something. The, the Wintech 500. That's right. 500. Yep, the Wintech 5, which you probably still have one of. And a, a lot of barns in this country probably still I rode in it this morning, so. <laughs> There's a lot of those still around because that's how long they last. They've been around here for 15 to 20 years in the United States, and they're still using the original ones. But the, I mean, I seriously, my saddle is like 100 years old. And it still goes. And and I I mean, I I do not take care of it. Because it is so old, I do not take care of it. I'm like, well, if it breaks, I'll just get a new one. But it doesn't break. It just, it just 
it keeps kicking. That's one of the th- nice things about it is you don't have to worry about it, and you don't have to worry about putting oil on it or anything like that. They are the top synthetic saddles in the world, but you don't have to settle for one brand of all-purpose anymore. They have multiple styles of saddles, multiple all-purpose, multiple dressage. They have jump saddles. They have endurance, stock, western, and exercise saddles. I mean, they just have a whole selection of saddles across the board. And, of course, they all have the interchangeable gullet system so you can fit your horse better. And uh, a lot of them have the changeable stirrup straps where you can move those. There's just so many cool features about Wintech saddles, and they've improved them a whole lot since, by the way, if you were still riding in one of those from 18 years ago, it still works. But you get one of the new ones. They have made a lot of changes on them. The one I have mostly resembles the Wintech Pro Jump, I think. Mm. Now, again... I don't think mine's called a pro jump, but (laughs) they didn't have that back then, but it's pretty cool. So check them out. Go to wintechsaddles.us. I know that a couple of you mentioned that you're going to be picking up a Wintech saddle, and I know a lot of people have them for school programs or for like Jamie does, where she's riding nutty, crazy ones and doesn't want to use a $3,000 saddle. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I know that they've graduated when I put my proper, like, my newer saddle on (laughs) When they when they go from synthetic to leather, then they've graduated. There's two graduations that happen in training horses here. Uh, number one, I don't handle them with a vest and a helmet. And number two, they have another saddle on because the Wintech it it's going to be fine if it if it gets it falls on the ground or something. It's fine. It has fallen on the ground. It's fine. <laughs> All right, let's go to Samantha over in England. Well, hi, Samantha. Welcome back to the show. Hello. It's good to be back. Yeah. Very good to be back. Let uh, me start off yeah. by being very British and talking about the weather because it has been so <laughs> miserable. Since I got here in December, I've pretty much been cold and wet the entire time. And I think it has been the coldest May on record, the coldest spring on record, the wettest, the darkest. And they did finally say that next week, we are going to get a heat wave, which uh, translates to 60s and 70 degrees sunshine. And yesterday was beautiful. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, here in London, everyone's in shorts and sandals and sundresses and stripping off in the park. And it's raining again today. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, finally, COVID gets lifted and then you have the weather to deal with. Well, COVID started getting lifted and that's we are now waiting. We were supposed to be completely open June 21st. We can go to pubs and restaurants in small groups and we're supposed to be completely open June 21st, but that they're now going to wait and see because of this Indian variant that is, um, has been causing some problems. And, uh, Germany, I tell you, this is quite big. Germany has put us on a red list. Um, so we can, we can't go to Germany, anyone based in England, Unless you're German and you have to go through strict quarantine and strict self-isolation. And Le Mulen is mid-June. So that is now up in the air. So that includes the riders or will they have an exception for the riders? No, I don't think they get an exception. Um, I think Dickie Waygood, who is the Team GB manager, was waiting to hear hear back from them this week as to whether they can go or not. Have any shows started? Have shows started? Yes. Let me tell you. I went to um, the weekend after Kentucky – I went to one which is quite close to my mum's. Uh, it's Sirencester Park. It's a new venue. It's run by Alex Lahore's Musketeer Eventing. The most beautiful, I mean, so quintessentially English, you cannot imagine. Just um, sort of rolling valleys, long lanes, um, you know, sort of galloping lanes that look down onto Sirencester, sort of honeyed buildings and church steeples in the background and all these sort of amazing buildings. Also polo fields, just beautiful they ran um i went on the advanced day was i shouldn't have been surprised but um kevin mcnab and harry mead who just got back from kentucky were there with multiple horses each jesse campbell was there um i mean it it was a great event It, it had of course been super wet pouring with rain i think they had to drag some horse boxes in and out but the footing held up really well they had three days of competition um the show jumping is all on a grass arena and that was a really fun event. And then two or three weeks after that, anyway, this was just a couple of weeks ago, I went to Aston the Walls, which is Nigel and Anne Taylor's uh, venue just uh, by Banbury, Oxfordshire. And they run a, a large number of events. They've got the all-weather cross-country, like a 
schooling course and lots of space. And they had filled in when Chatsworth had to cancel, they stepped up and said, we'll run a four star short, we'll run advanced, we'll do it. So they had eight straight days of competition of from all levels up to four star short and the four star short i was amazing um i did speak to dickie wager there and i said this feels like a selection trial because everyone was there and he said no we don't have selection trials it's not a selection trial but it was definitely um it was definitely a a viewing event or anyway i saw i'm lucky enough to have seen now if you um add Saren Sester and Aston together I've seen except for the two horses who are in Kentucky I've seen um, the entire British team in the last two events that I've been to well, the, not the British team they've named nine horses okay, um, on, a, on a sort of short long list or long short list and they'll pick their team from them and I've seen them all in the last two weeks and they do look really good well, they can't beat us. Did you see our team was just announced, by the way? Your, congratulations to your team. I think that looks really good, yeah. really strong. Who's on So Very who's strong. on the short list over there? So let me tell you, I have got it right here. And, and these will all be that, names anybody that goes to Kentucky will recognize these names. Yes. Yeah. So, well, I would hope so, because on the top of the list is Ros Cantor and All-Star B. They're the current world champions. They were Aston Walls, looked amazing. She... Uh, actually won a division on her younger horse, um, but she looked brilliant. Laura Collett in London 52 also won the other uh, four-star short. There was like 100 horses in each division. It was incredible. Horses show jumping at four-star level every minute and running cross-country every two minutes. It was like eventing paradise. (laughs) Uh, So Laura Collett in London 52, they won the other division at the four-star short. Pippa Funnel and Major's Hope saw her at Aston. Kitty King and Vondredi Biatz um, saw her Aston and Siren Sester on that horse, and also another lovely little grey horse. She's got a French horse called Cristal Fontaine. Uh, Piggy March, Brookfield Innocent saw them go. Piggy March, of course, the reigning badminton winner, but on a different horse. This horse I saw go at Aston, um, and it looks great. I mean, they all look great. I think this would be my pick for the ones I've seen in the last few weeks. Tom McEwen and Toledo de Cursa um, looked I mean, they made the course like a pony club course. They made it look so easy. Harry Mead and Superstition are on the list. Of course, I didn't see Superstition go because he'd been in Kentucky. Oliver Town and a Ballamore class likewise. But I did see Oliver on a few, several other horses and Harry Mead on several others. And Nicola Wilson and Bulana, who I haven't seen for a long time, but they um, stormed around Aston and made that look easy too. And that's what Dickie Wagard said. He said, you know, the good horses made it look really easy. And that was great to see. And they weren't, there were 12 nations uh, represented at Aston, including uh, Alex Wachen from China. Sweden was there. I spoke to their chef to keep for a long time. And he uh, has got riders here in England. He's got riders in Germany, riders in Sweden. Uh, New Zealand was there. Australia was there. There was a German. I mean, it was it was just so much fun. I got I was like, giddy. you can tell I'm still giddy. It was just fantastic. <laughs> really, really fun. Great course. The weather was good that day. I think it was bad every other day. So for once, I did get pretty lucky. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Really so, great. And the, these riders that went to these last two events you're talking about, the higher levels, didn't have much preparation because you were in lockdown. No. Yeah. Exactly. They haven't done much at all. And then now I think Ros Cantor and Pippa were aiming, had been hoping to go to Lemulin to give their horses a run. Um, because of, of, I don't think, I don't think All-Star B did a five-star last year. And I think he's qualified, but he, you know, pro- she probably wanted a good run maybe to solidify or maybe just, you know, whatever before Tokyo, if she's picked or not. And, um, now that's in jeopardy. And also uh, the last winner of Lemulin, Tim Price and Janelle, Tim Price and Janelle Price are based over here, obviously. So it, it affects not just British people, anyone living here, which uh-huh. is quite a lot of event riders. Hmm. And then also, I don't know, this is quite a lot further in the future. So hopefully they'll figure it out by then. But I think lots of nations, I think, including the US, but lots of people from here are planning on doing their pre-flight quarantine to Tokyo at Inarken. So... Oh, I don't know what will happen, yeah. but fingers crossed. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, so we just, we just, as usual, in a holding pattern. But it has been exciting to get some events under our belt, and they're all at Houghton this weekend, which is back back in Norfolk, another musketeer event. As you describe all of these scenes, I I smell yes. the fish and, fish and chips cooking. As you describe. All of this. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the pub. <laughs> yeah. Actually, funnily enough, my son, when I went to Aston, I said, do you want to come to the horse show with me? He's like, oh, no, no more horse shows. He said, but the one good thing I do remember about English horse show is the bacon bat. <laughs> These amazing bacon rolls. <laughs> there you go. It's always food with yeah. us guys. So that's what we remember. The food is pretty good here. <laughs> and then uh, one other slightly interesting thing that I just read about is Blenheim, um, which touch wood, I'm touching everything I can right now, is still going to go ahead mid-September. Obviously at Blenheim Palace, beautiful event. They have the eight- and nine-year-old four-star short championships and the four-star long. And they, um, the sponsors had pulled out a few years ago British Eventing had run it for a year and now they put it up for general tender and the Jockey Club is going to take it over. They've got a five-year contract to do it. And I think that will be really great to see what they can do because racing here, there's a huge crossover between the jump racing. If you think they'd organise the Grand National, the Cheltenham Festival, um, there's a big crossover between eventing and jump racing, especially here. So I think they're very keen. They've got William Fox Pitt. They've got Alice Plunk, Alice Fox Pitt. They've got Zara Tyndall and Pippa Funnel on as advisors. They've also got Terry Miller, who is a lawyer for um, the Paralympic and Olympics in London uh, or general counsel for them. I think that's the same thing. <laughs> and they've got Di Blunston, who's a big owner and eventer herself and has done a lot for eventing. So that's going to be really exciting. That's something else to look forward to. Road trip. And we're yeah. Oh, definitely. Don't <laughs> worry. And um, and we're still hoping that there may or may not be a replacement, a one-off five-star in the autumn sometime to replace Burley. That's obviously not not happening. Well, it does sound like things are happening over there. So you're, you, you, oh, the last couple of times we talked to you, you sounded so depressed. And today you sound so happy. <laughs> I'm so <that> things- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exciting. We've got Houghton this weekend, which I'm not at, but then we've got Bicton in a couple of weeks which is another four-star short. That's the one that's replaced Bramham. And Bramham, just one of my favourite events in the world, up in the north of England, in Yorkshire. But um, now everyone's going all the way down the south to Bicton in Devon. And I think it's the first time they've put on a four-star short. But, you know, these these venues and these events and these organisers are just doing everything they can to try and make it work for the British riders and the international riders, which is really encouraging to see. Well, thank you, Samantha. We appreciate you stopping by. I'm glad things are happening again. Okay. I could have kept chatting away. (laughs) I love your positive spirit and energy. It's infectious. Finally. (laughs) Well, hopefully, long may it last. Long may it continue. And hopefully we'll speak to you in about a month with more news. All right. Thanks, Samantha. Dogs in the Morning. Well, we're back with Dogs in the Morning. It's a special segment that we do a couple times a month, and I do it with James from the Dog Podcast Network. James does a show on there called Dog Edition, and I just saw, I have to talk to you about this, James. This week's episode was on pet influencers. Pet influencers, dog influencers, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is a dog influencer, James? <laughs> you have to listen to the show. Uh, it is Anyone who uses their dog to influence, I don't, I don't want to use the word, anyone who uses their dog to influence marketing decisions. So there are all these people who uh, create content for Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all the other socials that are basically leveraging their dogs in a way to get other people to try a product or service or to create a following that then they can monetize some way. So they're trying to make money off the dog. Basically, they're trying to make money <laughs> off the dog. They think, now, we hey, have a lot of horse people that do that, try to do that too. Most yes, of us just lose like, money on our horses. <laughs> I think a lot of, well, that, what, that's what kind of what, what's interesting and what we explore is that a lot of people are drawn into dog influencing and, and this broader category called TikTok pet- and the whole thing. Yeah. Well, well, there's a broader category called petpreneurs. So that's an entrepreneur who does something in the pet industry. And they just do it because, oh, my gosh, I love my dog. My dog is so cute. And I just want to spend my life with dogs. And they find out that it's actually a lot of hard work and that there is a business component to it. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does uh, kind of sound familiar over on the horse side, too. (laughs) Yeah, I, and and I think that's another one of the great corollaries between uh, Horse Radio Network and Dog Podcast Network is that people 
are crazy about their animals. And a, a bunch of those, um, we won't say crazy people, but a bunch of those petpreneurs get into the business of uh, helping and supporting and serving dogs, but in the process end up having to basically take a giant chunk out of their life, their heart, their everything, because it becomes such a demanding job. And it's hard to get that life balance that they want. And it's not always as lucrative as they hoped. Exactly. They think, oh, well, this will be great because they because there are like dog influencers who are making over a million dollars a year. And there's actually like an agency that we talk with uh, an owner of an agency who basically books petpreneurs or, or dog influencers with brands and marries them together. So if you have, I don't know, you're a Subaru and you are trying to appeal to dog lovers because you've decided that's the demographic we're going after. This is an agency that marries uh, dog influencers with, with Subaru products. And so some of these pet influencers do really well, but the vast majority do not. <laughs> it's sort of like podcasters. It's kind of like yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. It is, or or some horse businesses that I can think of. But we all want to do what we love, right? I mean, that's the driving yeah. passion here is is doing what we love. And actually, social media, you know, yeah. especially things like TikTok and Instagram, have allowed people to do that. Where ten years ago, we didn't dream of some. We we wouldn't know what a dog influencer was ten years ago. Exactly. Yeah. It would be like uh, Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she likes uh, Bob, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, new to your dogs. So that, you know, that, that would be a pet influencer back then. Now it is, you know, an 18 year old uh, with uh, a smartphone who takes amazing pictures. We And we she has to be cute a, and a, occasionally has to show up in a bikini with her dog. There seems to be a trend, especially with some of these influencers. <laughs> we actually talked to an influencer <laughs> who started as a fashion blogger and she uh, wasn't getting a lot of traction as a fashion blogger. And then she started taking pictures with her fashion on with with next to her dog. And then she started taking off because people are, I guess, more interested in looking at the dog than whatever <laughs> she was wearing. And so these are constantly very creative uh petpreneurs who are able to pivot and 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 respond to the marketplace. Well, that sounds like an interesting episode. And I hear you have a new co-host coming on. We do. Uh, we went down under because there are dog lovers all over the place. And so Caroline Winter is from Australia, from Adelaide. She has been with the Australian Broadcast Corporation or Broadcasting Corporation. The AB, they call it the ABC for uh, 20 years. And we are delighted to have uh, such a esteemed journalist join our ranks at Dog Podcast Network. And she, you can hear her on um this week's edition of Dog Edition. And you can find Dog Edition on any podcast player, or you can go to Dog Podcast Network to find all of the different shows. Thank you, James. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation, or HYF, has been in existence since 1976, offering hands-on activities, scholarships, and educational resources to get kids interested in horses and harness racing. Camps are offered to kids with and without horse experience, the opportunity to learn about horses and racing, of course. HHYF owns a stable of five horses that travel, similar to school horses and other disciplines, but lots of HHYF alumni graduate success stories from drivers and trainers, both standard bred and thoroughbred, uh, to, to lawyer, they go, they go on to do things like be lawyers, politicians, musicians, firefighters, and they even have yoga instructors. So if you're looking for a fun horsey thing to do for your kids this summer, check out the camp schedule at hhyf.org. Pay it. I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
That's right. It's that time of the week when we do some really bad ads. They're ads that are sent in by you guys, and they're off of Facebook or Craigslist or someplace like that. And we just have a little bit of fun with them because they're poorly written or whatever. And everybody that submits an ad gets put in a drawing at the end of the month where we're this month going to do almost $500 in prizes thanks to Horselovers.com. Horselovers has been our sponsor this segment forever. If you want a bargain, if you want a deal, if you want to see the most horse products in the world in one place, go to horselovers.com. And you're going to have the opportunity next week, we're going to do the drawing, so remember to get your ads in, you're going to have the opportunity to win one of these three prizes. The Rambo Natura Summer Sheet is uh, offers superior protection from coat-fading UV rays and insects. It's made with an outer fabric to provide excellent breathability and coverage from the sun, and the cut makes it particularly suitable for broader horses as it offers the ultimate in shoulder freedom and movement due to the patented split technology. And that's a $170 value. So nice. $150 gift certificate for Gatsby Nylon products. You can choose from the halters, grooming totes, trailer ties, anything that's nylon made by Gatsby. You get to go in and shop and spend $150 on that right at horselovers.com. So you can get exactly the colors and sizes that you want. And Gatsby does have some funky colors. So uh, that is the second prize. And the third one is the Hug Fly Sheet and Fly Mask. The Abrezo Hug Fly Sheet, a lightweight fly sheet with a hug closure system by a circ singles, removable leg straps, and a tail flap. Uh, the design allows them to eat and graze without blanket binding, and it minimizes shoulder rubs or wither pressure that's often caused by traditional style blankets. And as we said, to get entered, you have to submit an ad to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. If you read the ad yourself and send us the sound file or call our voicemail line, then you get double the entries. And we, we're, we're getting off easy today because we have four of those sound, three of those sound files today. Yep, double the entries. Your name gets put in the pot twice, and uh, you're going to have a better chance. We love it when you read them. Also submitted today that we won't get to Anna, Crystal, Aaron, Michelle, Casey, Rebecca, JoLynn. People want these prizes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. All right, let's hear from the first one. Is Tara, Tara read hers? Hi, this is Tara in Texas, and this is... It's a really funny ad, and it's actually not for a horse. It's for a dog, and it's from a rescue group in Texas, a DFW area called Saving Hope Rescue. We all know that chihuahuas can be crazy, but Lulu brings that crazy to a new level. If you can imagine an evil, mentally ill woman inside a dog, that would be Lulu. <laughs> She's a loner and will let you know she needs her space. When she accepts you, she will make herself comfortable sitting on your head. Lulu will either play with other dogs or attack them for looking at her the wrong way. She doesn't really go outside. She's working on it. It's up to maybe two times a week. She pees on her piddle pads or your furniture if she's mad at you. If you want a psycho little dog giving you the crazy eye all night, Lulu is your girl. She also refuses to be crated, doesn't like vets, has travel anxiety, and can be destructive. We have to commend Lulu's amazing foster for working through so many issues with her. Even though she wanted Lulu moved in December, she stuck with her, and we have had many laughs over Lulu's antics. Lulu came from a hoarding case, which means this is a big girl rescue case. Apply to adopt Lulu. Thought y'all would get a kick out of that. And there's a bunch of cute pictures of a little tan and white chihuahua with kind <laughs> of evil like eyes. The devil. <laughs> Sounds like the devil. <laughs> I wonder how many people volunteered for that duty. When I worked as a vet tech... Uh, at a small animal high uh, hospital in high school, I, I was a vet tech slash kennel assistant, and they'd be like, "Okay, Jamie, you go get Travis." I remember his name. He was a tan <laughs> Chihuahua, and his name was Travis. And I have not appreciated Chihuahuas ever since Travis because Travis, you, we had to have a fake arm to put in there because he would attack the arm and then you could get him out of the cage. And of course, he was boarded all the time. And as a kennel assistant, I had to walk the dogs twice a day. Come on, Travis. Oh, God, I got to walk Travis. We like fight over like who gets, who has to walk him, you know. And uh, once you got him out, he was totally fine. But my God, you go to pick him up out of that cage. Travis would take your jugular out. Travis. <laughs> I, I, my experience with those little dogs is uh, pretty much the same across the board. Send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, you know, my friends have a lovely chihuahua, and, uh, but yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Alexandra sent the next one in, and uh, this was, I believe, a Facebook something. 
and and the ad says it was on hold, but the person never show up. Gorgeous blue roan register. I have had beginner on her NP at all can use a little more miles can go alone on the trail or with other horses road R O A D safe. I don't want no deposit. I will not pout her on hold. Come with the money or I will not hold her $8,000. I'm in Ottawa. Okay, that's way over our allotable amount for a really for a bad, bad ad. ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's way, way high. Like, if you can charge $8,000 for a horse, you can learn how to use a period. Is allotable or, a word? Is what? Allotable a word? Allotable? I said it's way over our allotable amount, and I don't even think oh. that's a word. I, I just made up a new word. See? There you go. Allotable sounds good. It does I sound like a I word. It should be a word. Anyway, now I have to Google it. Uh, you Google that while Monica tell, uh, tells us a story. Hi, horses in the morning. This is Monica in Idaho. And I'm coming to you with this ad I saw in a sales catalog at the Salmon Select Horse and Mule Sale. This is for uh, Lot 34, a horse named Tugboat. Description. <laughs> Looking for a draft cross without the height? Tugboat is your guy. This gelding stands a comfortable 14.3 hands and wears a one shoe. He's as black as Pelosi's heart and as wide as Biden's dreams. Weighing 1,250 pounds, Tugboat has been used as a dude horse, trail horse, and ranch horse. He's a hardworking, blue-collar family man that's built for the job. This gelding is a complete gentleman and will fit any novice or youth rider. If you can hold on to the horn and keep your seat, then you can ride this gelding. He'll follow the pack. Anyway, the rest of the ad goes on and it's pretty conventional after that. But the part about being as black as Pelosi's heart and as wide as Biden's dreams, that's what gave me pause and made me want to send this in. I'm new to the show. I just started listening on my irrigation run each day, which is about three to four hours. So it's cool. Really bad ads. There's one from Idaho for you. What's an irrigation Thanks, run? Monica. I don't know, but uh, we used to have to turn on the irrigation and turn it off. So maybe they're just doing fields. But I would like to point out that um, that is somebody on Facebook that you don't want to be friends right. with. Because you know every post is so left wing, like just exhausting. It's political. <laughs> You know, you know, you can change somebody's mind by posting something on Facebook, right? You know, you, I, I was reading this thing on Facebook today and by God, I'm going to be a Republican now. <laughs> they were right. Or I just decided that Democrat is the way to go because I read your Facebook post. Oh, yeah, that person is clearly. Olivia sent this know. one in. Awesome, Monica. Oh, by the way, did it, was that a word? Yeah, a laudable. Um, a laudable. The definition is capable of being allotted. <laughs> well, then I was right. It is a word. Where See, did I, I pull that pause. word out of my butt? I got <laughs> that word. I don't think I've ever said that word in my life. I'm not going to ask you to spell it, but yeah, go ahead. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Olivia sent this one in. Uh, it's very short. Intact horse slash donkey. Intact horse dash donkey needing a new home. A new is all one word. His previous said he is fertile and broke to ride. Okay. okay. His previous okay. said that. I don't know what the previous what said that, but... First of all, a horse donkey is called a mule, mm -hmm. and they are not fertile. <laughs> they are incapable of reproducing. Yes. And if you're selling a horse donkey, and you're saying he is fertile, that means it's not castrated, and you need to geld that... I do not think you're being sensitive enough to the gender desires of this particular person. You're right. I should be more accepting you of the should. fluidity you should. of the race and gender of the horse donkey. Yes, you should. This horse donkey is probably offended and going to sue me now. Thank you, you know what? It's cold as Pelosi and Jamie's heart. <laughs> Did you see the picture of the horse donkeys? It, it's a petting zoo where you drive through and they stick their faces in looking for the biscuits that you paid 50 cents for. <laughs> the head's all the way in the car. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, this next one is a beaut. That's a long-ass <laughs> trailer. <laughs> this is a, our trailer of the week, and it's $1,500. Uh, but you know what? You could probably get more than that for scrap because this thing, it says 30-foot gooseneck horse trailer, $1,500, 14-ply tires with dividers. 
This trailer, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's a ten horse trailer. And it's a rust bucket. It is okay. A this very thing long, was built heavy rust bucket. <laughs> in 1962. And uh, well, they were I'm made sure of metal, not aluminum. This this sucker this is <laughs> nine million pounds. And I think oh he's God. guessing at thirty feet. It looks more like about thirty five, forty feet because it's a triaxle. It has it looks three axles, three hundred feet. Okay, <laughs> at fourteen ply tires, they may have been when they parked it about fifty years ago. But you I'm can't see the tires. Saying that the plies have all melted now, and they're just nothing. There's no plies. well. There's there's weeds around them, yes, so you can't even you can't see even if there is tire. Are those That's, three? Are there three th- tires? There's on three the back? axles on this thing. <laughs> That means a total of uh, six tires in the back. Well, quick math there. No, nine tires. No, 12 tires. I, it's Friday. I see I'm three tired. on one side and three on the other. So no, that but they're probably dual. Do you think they're dual? I don't know. There's no truck today that could haul this thing. <laughs> you can't tell anyway because the dang weeds are grown yeah, up around it. We're just speculating it here. All uh, right. Kayla sent Kayla the next one. Kayla sent the next one. Let's see what she says. Hi, Horse Radio family. This is Kayla. I found a really bad ad, but as you all know, this one's actually a really good ad. It goes like this. So it's the year 2000. You put your butterfly clips in your hair, take a cupcake out of your Easy Bake Oven, and ponder which Destiny's Child lyric to set as today's aim away message. The net zero dial-up tone drones in the background. You choose, say my name, obviously, and type it in alternating caps using three different fonts and seven colors. After spending two hours redoing the entire HTML code of your MySpace like a Soviet sleeper spy, you grab your roll-on body glitter and Motorola razor, hop into your mom's Dodge Neon, and head to the gas station where she fills up her car, not a plastic bag, for $1.26 a gallon. So many great things came out of the year 2000, and this saddle is one of them. Like a quote from Will Ferrell's movie, this 18 Boutier premium monoflap has only gotten better with time. It smells of rich mahogany and boasts the coveted pea saddle, which was a flatter than your chest before you started stuffing, and three flaps for those long legs you thought you'd never grow into. Blocks and rolls? Who needs them? Your leg is perfect because you grew up riding without them. And you're an Anjali Joel-wearing Billy Bob Thornton blood in a vial around your neck level <laughs> badass. The tree on this saddle is more solid than Xander's obsession for Buffy. And the beautiful chocolate brown leather is softer than Angel's jacket. You'll need to carry your own wooden spike to keep the envious bloodsuckers at your barn away from this saddle. Sold separately. So once you're back from Blockbuster and before you put the Bring It On or American Psycho VHS into your VCR, pull out your BlackBerry and send me an offer on this fine saddle. Asking 2000 shipped and insured within the continental U.S. PayPal goods and services only. I hope you all enjoyed that. Oh, my God. Well read. <laughs> wow. Well written, well read. And now you said Destiny Child. Now I'm all like, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? If you did, then we could chill. She sings much better than you, by the way. <laughs> Kayla does. Beyonce or Kayla? Kayla sings much better than you. That Everybody's was a well-written ad. I, that's worth $2,000 just for the ad right there. That was fantastic. It was very good. Brought back all these memories from the 90s. Uh, Lorene sent this one in and apparently didn't think to read it herself because she's that way this week, apparently. Uh, p- painted stud horse, two, $250. Patchy twat. Three to four-year-old painted horse. <laughs> Let me start over. There's a lot of punctuation in this. Three to four-year-old painted quarter horse. Not broken. Stud. Need him gone today. He's not broken. And she played matchmaker because she found a corresponding ad to, to match him with. And this is the ad. <laughs> ISO project horse. I am looking for a horse under $400. Doesn't need to be broke. Three to 15 years. I don't have a horse trailer, so you need to deliver, but I'm happy to pay gas if needed. Perfect match. Right there. Oh, my God. Loreen, you're putting the world together. You're bringing everybody (laughs) together, and you're doing a great job. Good job, Loreen. Oh, my God. Can I just say three to four-year-old painted quarter horse, not broken stud? Everything about that hurts my brain. (laughs) God. He is not broken, Jamie. Not broken. Okay. This next one, Nicole sent in. 
My God, Nicole, this is the longest ad with no punctuation. Okay. Oh, and this has got to be Southern. This has got to be Southern. I have a spotted three-year-old two-walker. She has been saddled, very loving puppy dog, in your pocket type of horse, has been rode very eager to learn no crazy behaviors at all, but she is very trusting, and she's missing one eye. But that don't stop her. There's more to know. I am looking for a good and loving home for her to be loved on and cared for. There is a rehoming fee, so I know N-O is the way they spelled no every time. So I know she won't be sent to slaughter or auction. She dies serve the best to be loved for more input. So she deserves the best to be loved on, but it's not you. <laughs> That's exactly what I got out of that. <laughs> That's I don't exactly. even know what I read. I don't even know. You can't read this and process it because it is all one it's not even a sentence because there's not even a period at the end. It took me a minute to figure out when when you said Toe Walker that it, it was actually Toe Walker that it was actually supposed to be a Tennessee Walker. It took me a minute. Oh, to is figure, it? Yes. It's just as I, I think have so. Three year old too. Walker. She has been saddled. Very loving puppy dog in your pocket. Tap horse. That means she won't get off the out. That means they've been feeding her treats nonstop, and she's not going to leave. All right, uh, Allie sent the next one. It's very short. I get all those really, really short ones today. Um, the, it says, good horse to have around, $6,000. That's nice. It's a good horse to have around. <laughs> and the ad says, good horse to have around. It's a mare, three years old, and it's ready to ride. And it's good to, at following directions. It's registered. Give me a call. You know and what? that was all one sentence. You gave them way too much credit. Yeah, and this know, is $6,000. I know. For $6,000, I really want to know how tall it is and some other details, to be honest. I'm just saying. I know he's um, good to have around, but does he do anything? She, she, oh yeah. Mirror. Well, that, there you three. go again, being all sexist. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Gender fluid. Jeez. Can be whatever breed you want, whatever, whatever you feel, whatever sex okay. you desire or not. Hannah sent this one in, and this is our last one for the week, and it is a pregnant donkey. Okay, but that. Okay, well, the other above the donkey horse couldn't get pregnant, so this is a pregnant donkey. Six-year-old donkey pregnant should fall. <laughs> the way it says, because there's no punctuation, people. This is the day of no punctuation. Six-year-old donkey pregnant should fall within. That's all one word. Thirty days, not halter broke, but gentle. Yes, asking seven hundred and fifty. But after the baby's Babies, B A B I E S, born, I will be $1,000 T W O approved home only. <laughs> oh my God. If they could have spelled everything heart. wrong in the sentence, they did. <laughs> There's three different kinds of twos. <laughs> How can you get all the twos wrong and get gentle spelled right? <laughs> Gent you're right. Yeah, they, they spelled that one right, but the rest of it. They did spell, spell donkey right. They got that right. We'll say that. You know, yeah. there's bright spots. That's in Arizona. Price is going uh, up so, once they have the baby, though, people. So get it now. But by the way, you kind of, when she has the baby, you can't catch her. No, because no. She's wild. There was a theme today. It was uh, this, what you just said, the, the weird gender things. And also the fact that nothing is broke. Nothing. You can ride nothing today. Nothing's broke. I will when they say he's not broken, I'm always like, good. So he's sound. <laughs> like that's what my headset hears. But um, there's also no punctuation. So yeah, perfect. I, I don't think you and Monty are ever going to win that broken battle. <laughs> I'm with I'll you, but I don't think you're fight. ever. I don't think you're ever winning that one. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight, Lynn. <laughs> All right, th thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. Thank you for sending in your ads. You can send them in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Thank you and for giving me a early headache, yeah, everybody. Get Get them uh, in by next Friday, and you'll be entered in the drawing for all those terrific prizes. Thanks to horselovers.com for that. And uh, also to Kentucky Performance Products for being our title sponsor since the day this show started. We really appreciate them as well. And we're going to get to visit them on the road trip, too. I'm excited about that. Hold on, auditors. Actually, we're going to be testing. You're, you want to hear what goes on behind the scenes? Well, that's going to happen in the auditor post-show coming up. Spay, neuter, 